Hello listeners, I hope you are doing well and staying healthy. Today we are going to be talking to Tyshonda Wiley, who is the Prevention Program Manager of the Windsor Locks Wellness Coalition. She has been in this role for three years. Prior to this role, she also has 10 years of prevention experience in domestic violence, fitness and wellness, and a wide range of prevention topics. She also currently works for CHR and Enfield. We're excited to talk to her today about youth and substance abuse. She has a wealth of knowledge on this topic. Substance abuse is an issue we often see overlapping with domestic violence, sexual assault, and relationship issues in general. Knowing how to prevent it will also prevent other risks. The network likes to collaborate with the community where topics intersect because helping any helps them all. We're very excited to be talking to Taishanda today, so let's get started. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to talk with us today. We met through the Windsor Locks Wellness Coalition, which is a wonderful group. Would you like to tell listeners more about what they do and your involvement? Sure. Thank you so much for having us, Annalisa. Um, established in 2005, the Windsor Locks Wellness Coalition is a community collaboration of community stakeholders, parents, youth, and volunteers. And we focus this to prevent and reduce the use of drugs and alcohol and Windsor Locks youth uh, by raising awareness, empowering youth and families to make healthy decisions, and educating the community as a whole. That sounds great. One thing that I really admire about the coalition and being a part of it is seeing how much the youth involvement seems to be so strong and being able to hear their voices. Can you tell us more about how the coalition keeps youth involved and some of the roles they have? Well, youth have been a driving force in bringing awareness to the ones of our community and taking on leadership roles. Uh, in addition to youth coalition members, we also have currently um, two exceptional youth care advocates who are charged with attending youth task advisory meetings throughout the state to work on prevention efforts. Um, our youth care advocate, Minnie Walker, uh, recently graduated from Wendelock High, um, but she will continue to work with the coalition. And the other youth is peer advocate, uh, the other youth care advocate, excuse me, is Emilia Bear, who is also a uh, Wendelock High School student. Some of the activities our youth peer advocates have participated in is um, recording radio public service announcements uh, that targeted youth and parents, educate them on the consequences of substance use, um, leading conversations during monthly coalition meetings. Our youth peer advocates have also, um, they help create the new uh, Have the Talk campaign. Um, they assisted with designing the new coalition logo, um, have managed our social, they, they are in charge of managing our social media accounts. They have recruited coalition members, coordinated monthly events, um, who, they have coordinated community events, um, have served on substance abuse prevention panels, and just actually next month, something I like to add is that our youth advocates will lead a weekly Facebook live table talk discussion for the coalition. That's something that we're really excited about. Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds like they're doing a really good job. They are. <laughs> Why do you think that it's important to focus on youth prevention with this? Well, the main purpose of the coalition is to prevent and reduce substance and alcohol use and youth. Windsor youth are in the prime seat tell us what is happening with their peers 
in regards to substance use, um, what works, what doesn't work, and so forth. So in addition, you come to the table with a fresh set of eyes and creative thinking. Uh, there have been many prevention initiatives that the adult coalition members thought would work well, but that the youth have came back and said, um, that might not work, let's try something else instead. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great to have their perspective. What are yeah. some current trends that you notice with youth and substance abuse? Are there any positives or any areas of concern? Well, currently the two main uh, substances of concern in one last is vaping and alcohol use. <clears throat> um, although we have surpassed our 2014 uh, to 2018 survey, student survey goals, um, there's still work to be done. Mm -hmm. um, you still see vaping as harmless, and both vaping and alcohol is easily accessible to you. Um, alcohol has always been a target substance for the coalition. Uh, just to note, according to our um, 2018 student survey results, we had a 26% increase of students who reported having talked with a parent or guardian about the risk of teen alcohol use. Oh, that's good to um, hear. That's something, oh, go ahead. That does something really great for us to note on because that is an increase of 42% of students reporting in 2014 to 53% of students reporting in 2018. And lastly, um, um, we recently began facing prevention work in response to our 2018 student survey and coalition feedback. That's great. If we have any parents that are listening to this, what would you want them to know about youth substance abuse prevention and what they can do? Um, so, three and 14 say their parents are the leading influence on their decisions about drinking alcohol. Um, it must be stressed, again, that parents are the leading influence on youth's willingness to drink or not drink alcohol. Kids are always paying attention to parents, whether positive or negative. Um, studies have shown that youth who are connected to their parents are more likely to not use substances, hence are have a thought campaign, um, which empowers parents to have healthy discussions with their youth, not only on substance use prevention, but also just general open communication between parent and child. It sounds like they have a very important role in this. So sometimes parents think that allowing teens to drink in their home would keep them safe because they can keep an eye on them. While they may have good intentions, we know that isn't a good strategy. Can you talk a little about social host laws and why that way of thinking might not be helpful for teens? So research shows that youth who are permitted to drink at home drink more. Um, to add to that, some people may try to even compare that Europe has lower drinking ages and no problem. But those places have higher amounts of binge drinking. Um, you cannot teach your child to drink responsibly. Um, Connecticut social host law uh, prohibits minors to illegally possess liquor in dwellings or private or private property. The owner of the home does not have to be present, does not have to be aware of the drinking, nor do they have to be an adult. Um, violating the social host, social host law uh, can result in a $2,000 fine and or up to a year in jail. Jail, probation, home confinement, um, and also restitution or criminal charges if someone is hurt, 
suffers from alcohol poisoning or die as a result of the party. You have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Yeah, those are good things to think about and it's definitely very serious. Can you talk about some of the other risky behaviors that substances might lead to? Um, first of all, is your inhibition. Um, when inhibitions are already low as a teen, they are more bound to engage in risky behaviors. Youth brains are continuing to develop until the age of 25. Uh, because your brains are still developing in the areas that govern decision-making, judgment, and self-control, they're especially prone to risk-taking behaviors when using substances. Hmm. No. If someone in the community was struggling with substance abuse or knew a loved one who is, what are some options for them? Well, the Community Health Resources is a, or CHR, is a highly regarded local behavioral health and substance abuse program um, that provides assistance and has resources for those struggling with substance abuse. That's a great resource. If there was anyone listening who might be interested in helping with prevention, what are some ways they could help spread the message and get involved? Uh, the coalition's Facebook and Instagram pages are great ways to frequently get prevention messages. Um, we encourage the community to share our posts. Um, also, the coalition is looking for new members who are interested in helping to promote, make connections, and partnerships to make our community prevention work a success. Um, just like to add, our Facebook page is uh, our Facebook page handle is One Your Last Wellness Coalition, and our Instagram handle is uh, WL underscore Wellness underscore Coalition. Great, and we can make sure to include those in the written part as well, so people can help get help finding them that way. But thank you so all much right. for all these great answers. We really appreciate you taking the time to teach us a little more about this. Thank you. I truly appreciate it, Lisa. Thank you so much, Taishanda, for that valuable information and all the wonderful work that you do. If listening to this has brought to mind a question, concern, or sparked an interest in a particular aspect of this conversation, please let us know and we'd be happy to bring you more information or to do a follow-up. I will include the link to CHR's website and the Windsor Locks Wellness Coalition's Facebook and Instagram in the written description for this interview. Thank you for listening. And as always, I hope you are all staying safe and healthy out there. Have a great day.